Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. I am your co-host, Jenny Scott, Senior Content Developer here with ISSA, and I have my favorite co-host with me, Dan the Mandarin. How are you, Dan? I'm good, but I'm going to hold you to that because I'm not your only co-host, so you better not be saying that (laughs) two-timing me and calling somebody else your favorite co-host. Just saying, okay, I'm keeping track of this stuff. All right. I am. Well, how am I? I'm excited. I am excited uh, to talk with our guests today because they and their product have been very instrumental in a recovery that I'm going through right now with shoulder surgery. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm super excited to hear more. I am obsessed with the product that we're about to talk about and the people that made this product have a ton of knowledge and they're all about longevity. Um, and I love that word. And I kind of want to explore that a little bit as we talk, we'll, we'll fit it in at the right spot, but what it means to have longevity versus just live a long life, right? They're two very, very different things. So I'm interested to hear their views on it, but Dan, who do we have with us today? We have Dennis and Neil from Stick Mobility, co-founders of a product and associated education. So guys, if, if, if you could uh, introduce yourselves, we'll start with Dennis uh, and just a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do and how you got there. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm Dennis Dunphy. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for having us on the show. First and foremost, we really are humbled and appreciate the opportunity. So thank you. Uh, I grew up in New York. I moved out here in 72. Uh, I moved out here in 97. Uh, started in the fitness industry in 99. And we started, Neil and I started Stick Mobility in 2015. That is when we first launched our first social media post, actually, May of 2015. Right. Uh, but when we got the stick, we, we just felt that it was a very simple tool that people would gravitate to. But then it was, how do we use it? Why do we use a stick versus something else? So why does it have to have flex in it? Why can't we just use a mop broom or a dowel? So the flex with that adds that little bit of extra play and give so that you can start to explore a little bit more ranges of motion when you get to an end range to add that little bit of tension and build some strength there. And uh, we've loved the results. Uh, The stories like what you've told us, Dan, that have been fabulous. That's what really drives us to continue to do what we do. Awesome. Neil, Neil, tell us a little about yourself, buddy. So I was born and raised here in San Jose. Um, I got started in the fitness industry in in 2007. So graduated from from college and thought I was going to be a professional golfer. Wasn't the case. Um, Didn't want to sit at a desk. So I ended up getting um, some training certifications, started at the Bally's. And then after being in a corporate gym for about a year, I decided, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm going to go out on my own. So I took all my clients, started my own thing um, at, a, at a small studio is where I met Dennis. And then he and I started, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a connection. And then we started traveling to different courses, taking a lot of the same continuing education, you know, until and then we 
started stick mobility in 2015 and basically what Dennis told you just a while, a while ago. Well, I, I'm glad you didn't stick with golf. And Dennis, you said something <laughs> that got my attention. You said well, moved out here in 72. Don't tell me. No, you're... no, I was born in 72 and I moved out in 97. <laughs> okay. I I'm like, that cat no, no. is not older than I am. No, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, I moved out in 97. Uh, and, and, well, a buddy of mine was, um, was a fitness director, 24-hour fitness. And uh, he said, I need trainers. He goes, do you work out? I said, yeah. He goes, well, why don't you get paid for it? I said, oh, okay. He goes, you're going to help people. You're going to help people and you get paid for it and you do it anyway. So I was like, oh, that's a good point. That's really how it started. Some of the best careers start that way. I, I worked at Chipotle when I was in college and it's because I was there five days a week. And he was like, how come you just don't work here? You get free food. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're right. I'm going to do it. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, before we dive into um, like physical pain and what you guys are addressing with your amazing product, um, you're, you guys are all about like mobility and moving your body and having good range of mobility to promote longevity. So let's kind of explore that word, you guys, because this is something that I'm not newly passionate about, but really getting passionate about longevity versus just living a long life. What does that mean to you guys? And what does that mean with your product? The, the thing that we see, because Neil and I typically, especially me, most of my clientele is typically over the age of 50. So I'm looking to get people to understand that the way you move when you're 30 or 40, let's keep that going when you're 60 and 70. Uh, there is a book out there that's a, it's a financial perspective book, but it's called Die With Nothing. And the, and the author talks about how many people save up all this money for retirement and then they want to do all the travel and all this fun stuff, right? But then they retire, they're 68, 70 years of age, but their bodies are broken down. Mm -hmm. So you've done all this stuff, but what's your quality of life like when you want really want to utilize the money that you've saved up? So that's for me, that's I don't want to be that relative that people don't call because they know I'm not very mobile and I can't do certain things. Like I want to be that person that people call and go, ah, he's good to go. Let's go. Right. Let's, let's go climb a mountain. Let's go mm -hmm. surf. Let's go do this. He's ready. He's up for it. Right. Nice. That's huge. I just literally yeah. had that same conversation with my fiance the other day about people who work, 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 and don't take care of themselves. And then when you finish working or heaven forbid, you don't get to the end, Right, you die at right. What's it all for? <laughs> what's it all for, right? Right. You know, and and I I think that's going to be an easy model to follow uh, for me, Dennis, because die with nothing. If you got nothing, you'll die with nothing. So I'm I'm set there uh, from the financial perspective. However, I'm with you. I want to be that 70 year old that that my yeah. my son can call with his grandson and or my grandson and say, hey, let's go climb a mountain. Right. Yeah. Simple things it. like fishing, right? You got to, if fishing, things of those nature, right? You go fishing, you got to have the strength to be able to catch what you, you know, pull that fish in, not just watch. You want to be in there. You want to be doing it. I love it. I love it. Neil, what does it mean to you? I mean, as a former golfer, I love golf and I've just gotten into it, but I absolutely love the sport. What does that mean to you? Um, longevity. Yeah. You know, just being able to do what you want to do for your whole life. Like I love rock climbing and I love golf. And when I go rock climbing and golfing, I see the, the different age ranges 
So to me, mobility is doing something that requires, you need strength, right? You need coordination um, and you need some range of motion. And those two sports require all of that. And you can see, especially when you go rock climbing, you see, I see six-year-olds doing it and I see 80-year-olds do it. So how can we get our training that's something similar to rock climbing martial arts where we do challenge different range of motions, different shapes, but we're not necessarily destroying our system or destroying a single joint at the same time. How can we work in unity together? So if we can do that, then um, I feel like, uh, you know, we can preserve our health for a long time. Love it. I love it. it on, the, it's on the golf front. Okay. So there was, I went through a phase about a dozen years ago where I wanted to take up some new hobbies that weren't as dangerous and as hard on my body. Mm. So I thought golf, my wife and I got some used clubs from our relatives. We went out to the driving range and got a bucket of balls. Where we went wrong is we needed a bucket of tees to go with the bucket of balls because we snapped every tee every time. And we actually got rid of the, the, the clubs and said, this isn't for us. Man. <laughs> so if you sell buckets of tees, folks. I'm just saying there's folks out there that need them. I don't know yeah, what club you were using, Dan, because you don't need a tee for every club in the bag. I'm just saying. No, it was a it was like the driving range thing, you know. I don't know. Maybe that's why I was breaking tees, but it was very frustrating. We did leave a lot of kindling on the ground when we were right. Neil, we need to have a time. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't know what irons are. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> I know. So, Neil, question for you. What are some ways that you can help your clients who experience physical pain, whether it's a shoulder issue, a knee issue, back issues? What are some ways that you can help them when they're experiencing that pain? When they're experiencing that pain? Well, I think uh, put them in positions where they don't feel the pain. And then from there is try to figure out what exercises can we still do that's training around the joint where we can improve the quality of motions. Let's just say it's knee pain. Right. Can we improve quality of, of movement in the ankle and in the hip and in the rest of the body? So they're still getting systemically strong and they're able to move all the other joints. And with our system, right, a lot of the irradiation principles as a byproduct of, of the training there, we will get some strength into that knee. So basically, if we can put someone in a safe position, make them confident where they can still work, um, I've seen a lot of progress that way. And then, you know, they get, they get that pain relief just from being able to train at a, at a certain level. That's awesome. Super smart. And a lot of people out there don't listen to their clients enough to know what positions they're not in pain or in pain in, right? They just kind of say, yeah. this is what we're doing. <laughs> but at that point, it's not about you. Um, and one thing I love that you said, Neil, that we've, anybody that we talk to on our podcast about like movement or dysfunctions or issues that people are having, it's not just about that muscle or that muscle group or that joint, right? It's about everything around it. The kinetic chain is the human body. So you have to pay attention to all of it. So I love that you said that. I, I heard it uh, explained once and I love it, um, in, in particular around knees, is that the, the knee is usually the victim and mm -hmm. the hip and the ankle are the perpetrators. And we focus on that, that knee and, and forget that the perpetrator is probably the joint above or below it or both. Yeah. Dr. Bill Hartman likes to, he calls, you know, he says that the knee and the elbow are dumb joints. They're, they're, they're the one, they're just reacting to the intelligent joints above and below them. Uh, and so when he said that, I was like, that's exactly spot on. I was like, that's a good, good call there. 
Well, that is perfect because it leads me right into the next question that we wanted to, to ask you guys. And we'll start with Dennis. Dennis, what joints or systems, a uh, combination of joints, in particular, do you think are most important for trainers to learn about and understand to best serve their clients with or without pain, preventing pain or dressing pain? Uh, I think one of the first things I'd like to see more coaches get better at it, understanding is really connective tissue and fascia and the difference between that and muscle tissue, because our whole industry is primarily focused on muscle tissue. And we're just uh, we're on the periphery of understand of having the vast majority understand the importance of what connective tissue does and how to treat it and how to handle it and how to train it. So I think that's one of the first things whether it's Anatomy Trains, uh, Gray Institute, any of these other organizations, ISSA, that are teaching connective tissue. This is important, folks. Uh, whether it's, a whether it's uh, people studying it like Dr. Keith Barr, these are the people that are leading the charge and letting people know this needs to be really focused on. I think the other thing, too, is all the people that slept through physics class in high school, you got to wake up because <laughs> physics is a thing. Uh, we at least should understand the rudimentary basis of physics and how it affects the human skeleton and the tissues. Uh, there's push and pull, there's stressors. I think when we start to get that, those two basic things, I think for a lot of coaches that'll really change their perspective on how they view any system that they use. Oh man, I love that. Guys, it's time for another ISSA rapid review. We get all kinds of feedback on our personal training course. Evelyn said she absolutely loved it. And Michael Mendez said this was an awesome program worth the hustle. Thanks, Evelyn. Thanks, Michael. You know, uh, interestingly, yesterday we recorded, we're recording all, uh, Jenny and John and I are doing brain breaks for an upcoming conference. And that was mine, was on the myofascial lines and mobilizing them and referencing Dr. Myers and anatomy trains. I absolutely 100% agree uh, that there's so much out there that we're not exploring. And I'm, and I'm gonna add one more thing to that. Bill Parisi, we've all heard of Bill Parisi. Parisi, yep, yep, Bill's uh, Speed School, yep. absolute legend. So he just uh, kicked out a new book, Anatomy of Speed, which I'm going through. And uh, sure enough, he has a major integration of connective tissue, proprioception, fascia. Michelle Dalcourt helped uh, author parts of it, uh, talking about loaded movement. It's so cool to see those things being integrated in education that goes way back. So spot on. Love it. I actually took, Bill was with me uh, in Boulder. We actually took the same dissection, the five-day dissection course that Tom Thomas offers every January. Oh, you're so lucky, we were, man. We were in the same group uh, working on the same cadaver. Nice. Well, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, um, I tell coaches, I say, look, it's, it may not be your cup of tea, but if, it, if, you're, if you're open to it, I, it's not for just clinicians. This is, if you are a coach, if you are a trainer, if you can see what's inside, instead of just on a screen or just in a book, it changes everything. It really does. When you see how the body organizes from, from body to body, 
things are always different in each body and to see the structural differences even as subtle as they may be was just absolutely fascinating but to see how when you pull on one area of the body how that fascially affects all the way up the chain is just when you see it that's what really drives home all the stuff that we're trying to teach yeah, really cool. And I absolutely agree, you guys. Everything is physics, right? I coach sports, volleyball. It's physics and math. They call it sports yep. math or athletic math, right? And so people always wonder, why do we always have this at the beginning of every course that I ever take? Because it applies, <laughs> right? right? Because it matters. Absolutely. Um, are there any specific joints that you would tell people that for longevity, for like optimal mobility and movement that you'd want to focus on? Because obviously there's joints that are stabilizers and there's joints that are mobilizers, right? So understanding that is key first, but which joints would you tell someone that these are the ones that you should really focus on when you're observing someone? I think uh, the ankles, hips, um, you know, pelvis there, thoracic spine, scapula and shoulders. And then neck too. I mean, those would be kind of the big areas because those, they affect so much of the body. But I think with the, the, the ankles and the hips are the first two, especially with older, per, older demographic, because those are the two that really they've ignored for so long yeah. that it just really affects upstream. Uh, like I had a new lady come in yesterday and we chatted and she said, I'm so upper body dependent. I can't use my, my hips. She's like, I, and when I get up out of a chair, she's like, I have to push off. I can't just use my lower extremities. So I said, well, that's going to be our very first focus. I want to get your lower extremities tuned in. Let's get those ankles and feet working a little bit better. And really let's get those hips moving a little bit better. And then you'll start to see less dependency upstream. And, and would you agree that, uh, let's say for the, uh, the, the, the client or the, the person who appears healthy, they're not dealing with pain. They're not dealing with uh, an injury or something that's nagging them. If you see dysfunction, let's just call it that for a big fancy word, but maybe, uh, or by, you know, left to right comparison, bilateral comparison, they're not the same. Could that prevent issues moving forward? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely activity dependent, right? I think if, if someone has a lot of these uh, dysfunctions and they're not really doing anything that's heavily loaded or very explosive, I'd say they're less likely to get hurt if they're just, they're more sedentary. But if someone has these dysfunctions and they want to get active and they start moving around, they start adding load, adding speed, and that, that's when things start to show up. And that's why every, by the end of every January and the beginning of every February, gyms are a lot emptier than they were yeah. in the first two yeah. weeks of January. Yeah. Because yeah. those people that were doing nothing, all of a sudden they hit it hard and the body's okay with it for a couple of weeks. And then the body goes, okay, no, we're, we're just done. So it's, it's fascinating stuff. Listeners out there tune into all this. Um, I was, my son's recovering from a tip fib open compound fracture. And so he's back to squatting now. So we're squatting last night and I'm watching his feet and the, the leg, we, I, I hate calling it the bad leg, but the broken leg, his Nemo. Uh, you know, it's, it's not pronating. And the, the right one was pronating. The left one wasn't. And I'm like, Oh, that's not good. We're trying to build you back up to 400 pound squats, you know, uh, and right now we're at 135. Let's get this addressed before we keep adding weight. Yeah. All right. 
Absolutely. We want that midfoot to start to move appropriately at the appropriate time. And I think that's the big thing is we hear so many people in our industry say that movement's bad. That movement's not good for you. It's not the movement that's not good. It may not be good at that appropriate time. And you have to know your body should be able to respond with the appropriate movement at the appropriate time. And if that's not taking place, that's where we just want to get that person to be aware of that. They don't even know it's taking place. They're just doing their thing. So a lot of times it's just giving them that awareness. And sometimes you just have to let them know it's taking place, give them a very simple cue, and they can control it themselves. They go, okay, I just did aware but sometimes it takes a little bit more they they are aware but they still have a tough time well that's when you start to use those tools like the sticks or bands or other tools to help improve those improve that function absolutely so that actually brings me to let's talk about guys let's talk about the stick that you guys have created the stick mobility stick and i want to tie that into this conversation how can someone use this tool and whether it's they're assessing someone or using it even on a daily basis as a tool for training to identify or help someone identify these kind of movement dysfunctions or issues that they could address. So let's start with talking about the actual tool itself. So the stick is, is it's a solid stick, but it has some flex to it. So you can flex on it. And that's what the makes it different than like a regular old PVC pipe, right? Exactly. So when we're doing some stretches that may require thoracic rotation and the stick is behind us, we want that stick to be able to curve and contour around your body. If you, you can do the same thing with a, with a broom handle, it's going to be extremely uncomfortable, though, digging into the midsection. So that is one of the first things. The second thing is it allows that little bit of yielding isometric when you're pushing or a certain, or pulling a certain body part against that stick. It allows for that little bit of yielding contraction that, we, that really helps improve uh, that neuromuscular control that may be missing. That's awesome. So for, obviously this is a podcast, so they can't see it. Can you explain what the, the device looks like? And I noticed there's different lengths, right? What's so the we have a, lengths? So we have a, a four foot stick. The four foot stick is something that we would generally use for warmups. We can do kayaking movements with it. Uh, we can we use the short stick just for, especially when we do footwork and, and pelvis, we use it to push into the floor to create what we call proximal stability and really light up that deep front line. The longer stick is where we do most of our stretches from. So if we were doing a lateral bow and arrow to open up the lateral tissues, the longer stick helps us get into that end range of motion. We're utilizing leverage. So the stick really helps with leverage and stability. Number one, a lot of people are afraid of falling. Uh, you know, so give the stick to them to give them the confidence that they're not going to fall over. And then secondly, the when you use the stick to access good leverage, it helps your body overcome that resistance to move in a certain direction or get into a certain position. So those are the, that's really one of the biggest benefits right off the bat of using the stick. And then while you're in that position that you may not have been able to get to, then you can push and pull into it using isometrics so that we do create some strength while we're in these positions. Very cool. Now, what kind of assessments can you do with these tools? Like outside of training with it, how could someone assess somebody with this? Every task, every drill or task that we give a client, we're always assessing every aspect of their movement. And a lot of times we can use the stick as a visual feedback. So if we have, we can use it as a block 
to prevent a hip from moving into a space where we don't want it to move. Their hip may be shifting way too far out. They just don't know it. We come over, we put the stick next to their hip. So that way, if the hip shoots out too far, makes contact with the stick, then they feel it and they pull the hip back. So we can use it as a visual assessment tool for, to see if there's misalignment in and out of movements that we feel may be, may be unnecessary, may be necessary. So it depends on the situation, but we can always use it for visual feedback. Uh, we also use it for kinesthetic learning. So as the person is pushing and pulling on the stick, then they can assess inside what's taking place. How come when I pulled on the stick and went to my right, I felt this versus when I did the same thing and, and rotated to my left, I didn't feel that. So that opens up the conversation, which we love with our clients because sometimes communicating with clients is, oh, it's like, oh, it's like trying to pull teeth. So if you get them to feel stuff, then a lot of times they open up those lines of communication because they're, they're curious. They want to know, well, how come this happened? Okay, well, let's figure that out, right? And so that's a really great benefit of, of using the stick. That's awesome. And one thing you said that makes so much sense, Dennis, and I hope everybody caught that, that we're constantly assessing a client and every movement that they do, you should be watching their body, whether you've trained with them for a week or 10 years right? You should always be watching what they're doing. And if you're not, like if you're on your phone or looking over here or whatever's going on over here, like you are not doing this right. <laughs> I love that. Because everything changes from day to day. 100%. Right? So everything changes. They could have had a really bad day. Something very simple to them may have taken place, but it's impacted them once they come into the gym. And you have to be aware of these things. Even if it hasn't popped up before, it may just pop up on, on this specific day. So let's take care of that so it doesn't become an issue. Perfect. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, gents, now, can you tell the listeners, again, it's a podcast, so you've done a good job, a uh, real good job explaining uh, the, the tool. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about your offerings in the company uh, education, uh, you know, how they can learn more about the product and learn more about how to utilize it and so forth. So we have a, we have a ton of free content on YouTube um, and we do have some, uh, we, have, we do have an introductory video that goes through uh, kind of a, a, what is it, two or three hours? It's about three hours. And it goes through an hour of our, our three phases. So our three phases are joint mobility, strength, and active stretching. So that three hour, that video, it's, it's $99 and it gives you kind of a, a good baseline for everything. Uh, everything on YouTube is free. We probably have, what, 300 plus videos? Oh yeah, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. So there's, yeah. There is a lot of educational stuff on there. There's, uh, there's free workouts anywhere from a 10 minute warm up to a, a complete 45 minute workout. And these 45 minute workouts are designed where 15, minute of it, 15 minutes of it is joint mobility, 15 minutes of strength, and then 15 minutes of active stretching to give you a feel of what we're doing. And then we also have, we do have a live certification, a level one, uh, that's a two day course, uh, a level two. And then we also, we're, we have those online as well. Yeah, and we also, for most of our social, our biggest social media is Instagram. So we run three live 45 minute workouts a week. Uh, we started that right after the pandemic hit. So in April of 2020, we said, hey, people are stuck at home. Let's get them moving. Let's, this is a viable option for them. That's not going to be intimidating. 
uh, and it's going to get them feeling good and maintaining that uh, up that confidence and that energy that they may be lacking at that time. So we've we people really gravitate to that. So we continue to offer it. We'll still keep doing it. Uh, if you miss out on the Instagram class at the live time, that gets uploaded to our YouTube channel. So I think we've got like 200 plus workouts. So if something's a little too advanced for you, then in the middle of work that's in the workout, then the instructor will typically give you a, like a little regressed version of how to do it if it's a little bit too intense. You don't have to have our sticks, folks. If you got PVC pipe laying around, get in on the class. We are, we're a company that wants you to move. So whether it is a mop handle or whatever it is that you have, grab your stick. Let's show you the power of what a stick can do for you and how it can get you moving great and uh, feeling, feeling fantastic. That's awesome. One of the great things about it, um, all of us are trainers or we're trainers uh, and have worked at a club and you end up bringing some of your, some of your own stuff. Right, because things like mini bands grow legs. Uh, regular <laughs> bands grow legs. They're 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 this week. They're gone next week. They're in somebody's gym bag on their way home. Yep. The great thing about the sticks is you can buy a set yourself if your club doesn't have them, and bring them with you. It's it's a piece of equipment that's very unique uh, that that you can you know keep in your car, throw in your car, etc. And again, we've all experienced this. Is more for the listeners out there is. If you have something different and you're doing it and using it with your clients, the folks out there on the floor are going to want some of that. Okay. Yeah. Just saying, this is marketing 101 and they're going to want to work with you because they're going to see that you're using something very progressive that that's helping those folks with mobility and longevity. Yeah. And what the beautiful thing about the stick is you only need a couple movements for that person to go, ah, yeah. For us, it's that lateral bone arrow and the, and the ninja flow. And those two people's eyes just light right up because their brain knows I need this. The monkey hang that you talked about earlier, when we get people to hang on the sticks, you see their faces go, just go, oh, this feels great. Right then and there, you've already got them hooked. Now just reel them in and then get them a little bit more involved. And, uh, this is like you said, Dan, when people see something unique, they want to find out what that is. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And when you're saying unique, guys, if you go look at this tool, go online, check it out, check out their YouTube videos. I spent a lot of time on their website. Actually, when we got on this, we're on a video call, but when we started recording, I was like, hey, I recognize Dennis from the videos. Like he's been in a ton of their videos. But it's, it's like Dennis said in the very beginning, you guys, it's a simple tool. It doesn't need to be fancy and have all these bells and whistles and moving parts. It's such a simple tool that's easy to implement. And I love the fact that you guys offer a ton of education, actual workouts, things that people can use with this, because it's not a tool that, oh, there's only five things I can do with it. And then what? Right. And there's a lot of those out there. But then again, not all companies, but a lot of companies with great tools, great tools, but they don't teach you how to use them. Right. They might throw you some science at you or here's some research on how it works or that it works but tell me how to use it, right? And give me continuing education on how to use it. And I love that you guys are constantly putting out new content, new flows, new everything, so that people can continue to use this tool because it does work, it does help. And I love that about you guys. Well, thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you, Jenny, appreciate that. Uh, yeah. A quick note, the coaches that run the classes, 
there's different coaches. So you, a lot of the people may gravitate to specific people. So we want to, we want to show a different variety, uh, a blend of coaches and not just the same looking coach. We want to show we have women can gravitate to it. Men can gravitate to it, especially men. They tend to be, it's a machismo thing. They're like, that's a stick. <laughs> it's not a weight. So, you know, so when you see coach Ray Bailey, who's, who's like just yoked out of his gourd using it, you're like, Oh, okay. All right. He's, he's using it. Right. I used to think that about Pilates until my coworker took me through a Pilates session and I was immediately humbled. So, uh, yeah. I love Pilates. I go every week. Yeah. So guys, before we close this out and tell everybody where to find you guys and how to how to take a look at the product, you guys, we were talking offline before we started recording today about shoulder issues, right? Very, very common issues with most people, shoulders. And you guys were talking about specifically like a monkey hang. Dennis, um, can you guys, Neil, can you guys tell us a little bit about why the shoulder causes so many issues? And then specifically maybe one or two movements that you can do with one or two of the sticks to help open up the shoulder and just basic science about why it works, right? A lot of people think it won't work. Well, the shoulder issue gets jammed up a lot because a lot of people's rib cages are just locked up. We see people that don't have uh, movement of the shoulder blades. They're just stuck. They're glued to the back of that rib cage. They don't know what they're doing right there. So you get a lot of undue stress through that GH joint. Uh, rib cage, the thoracic mo uh, movement is is none. There's very little of it. So those are the things that we want to really focus on. And Dan John has talked about for years, just hanging on a daily basis is just really good for overall shoulder health. So that's why I just even seated, I can reach up on the stick and then just drop my weight to the floor. I'm going to feel that arm line light right up. I'm going to feel all the tissues around the rib cage and the lap just completely engage. From here, I can stay here. I can move the joint. I can move the joint so I can move the stick around. If I want to add thoracic rotation to that, I can then start to open up my T-spine. So something simple as that can go a really long way to helping a lot of people's shoulders issues dissipate and improve. Yeah, the other thing with hanging on the stick is we can change all the different angles. So you don't have to just do a vertical hang. We can do this from a different position, maybe out here. Oh, you can't see me from, from a horizontal position. And it just, it just makes that shoulder joint smarter basically yeah absolutely think odd position strength right opening it up yes yes getting it out. i'm all about odd position strength and i try and explain it to college kids they don't get it they like blink at me <laughs> what <laughs> and i'm like never mind i'm just gonna make you stronger okay just do what i'm telling you to do. <laughs> and you guys couldn't see it when uh when dennis was talking john or uh, dan pulled out his uh his stick and he was doing oh. stuff because dan what happened to you you had surgery a couple months ago, right? I did two and a half months ago. Uh, basically they, they shortened my collarbone, removed some bone spurs. They call it a clavicular resection. And I had one of my rotator cuff uh, tendons uh, reattached. It was 75% torn. So it wasn't the whole thing attached, but it was jacked up. And uh, right away, you know, I thought, you know, these guys have what I need. And I was able to get a set of sticks and they've been an integral part of my rehab uh, for, I don't know, a couple of months now, I think over a month, six weeks, uh, and immediately noticed a difference and was able to do things that I was unable to do. So I, I thanked them offline. I'll thank them online, but that's just one example. You know, clearly there's, there are a lot of uses for it, but 
it seems like a very simple thing. And it, it, in, in theory, it is, but it's the programming that makes it something much more elaborate. Absolutely. So again, phenomenal product, you guys. Definitely check it out. But guys, how can people find you guys? Where can they find? Of course, you talked about your Instagram and your YouTube. Call it out for us. Where can they find you guys? Uh, Stick Mobility, at Stick Mobility on, on Instagram, Stick Mobility TV on YouTube. Uh, we're on TikTok. We're on, we're on TikTok. Look at you guys. Look at yeah, you. TikTok, Twitter. Uh, we got we're not people. on TikTok. We're not on TikTok. Oh, I was like, Neil, like, like, just some, like dance. We got people handling TikTok. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's not our, uh, Or you can go to our website, uh, stickmobility.com, to get more information and on uh, the just buying the product, uh, also getting videos, and then uh, all our course information on live courses and the online options. Very cool. And you guys are actually a partner with ISSA as well. So those of you guys who are members and signed up with ISSA, you guys actually get discounts with Stick Mobility. So definitely check out the partnerships page that we have on our website for some partner discounts. If you go to our website, scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see a link that says partner discounts. When you click on that, you'll see um, that they are listed there and they've got uh, 10% off on their products. Again, four people enrolled with and working with ISSA. You click on the learn more and it'll take you to the link. So fabulous option. We'll get you guys a discount so you can start using something that's gonna help you. Love it. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Jenny. Thank, Thank you, Dan. We appreciate the opportunity. Thank you again. Absolutely. And I'm going to talk to you guys offline because like I said, I coach college kids, two different two different sports, two different teams. I coach kids and I coach volleyball. So I need to get some sticks. So <laughs> we're going to we'll get you set up. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, Dan, any last words for our listeners today? I'm going to circle us back to where we started the word longevity. Yes. Uh, for you, for you trainers out there, especially uh, folks that are still finding their niche in the industry. I think uh, you might be, maybe you're in your 20s and 30s and you're not thinking about longevity at that age. I know I wasn't. Mm -hmm. But if you look at who has the money that can afford the investment in personal training and who needs it most, it's the folks like me who are really, really do care about longevity. And uh, the more you can do to help them do the things that they that are important to them, the more successful you're going to be in your business. Absolutely. Yep. And I would, I would definitely second that you guys um, longevity means it should mean a lot to you, right? Like Dennis said, you don't want to get to the end of life or, you know, heaven forbid it be cut short and you don't have anything to show for it. You didn't get to enjoy all the fruits of your labors, um, but live your best life, but keep that party going. Right. <laughs> That's all I think of it. I love it. Well, thank you again, gentlemen. Definitely check out their products. You guys check out their education, their videos, the free resources that Neil mentioned on YouTube. Phenomenal library of stuff. You guys check it out. See what you can take from it because there's a lot there. But thank you all for joining us and thank you for listening. I leave you with my words of wisdom, my, my famous parting words of wisdom. Make good choices. You will have longevity. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We'll be talking to you soon. Yeah.